Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0-Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Hello and welcome to the Phoenix 5-0-Info show. I'm your host, Lieutenant Vince Lewis, with the Phoenix Police Public Affairs Bureau. We're coming to you from police headquarters in downtown Phoenix, and I'm joined today by co-host, PIO Sergeant Rob Scherer. Thank you, boss. Welcome back. Yes. Glad to be here. Excellent. So, uh, tis the season to do some shopping. Yes. Exciting so, times. Yeah. Fun times. Yeah. Uh, we get a lot of requests from uh, media. Your office gets a lot of requests from the public and media on how to stay safe during shopping. And I know in other episodes we've covered physical safety, but today we're going to take it digital. We're going to go cyber. Uh, we're going to talk about cyber safety, cyber security. And you, you mentioned that to you know any law enforcement officer and our heads explode <laughs> right yeah. what does that mean to the average you know officer who's you you know what a robbery is you know what a burglary is you know what trespassing is and but when you go into that cyber world what does cyber security mean for the investigator who's going to look at it from a uh, you know an investigative viewpoint it's kind of daunting yeah it is it, it's those investigations are very convoluted to be frank i mean it's not the standard this person struck this person in the face with a closed fist. It's not that at all. Um, you know, and even the most trained investigators will look at that and go, there's a lot of work to be had with this. So, yeah, anything we can do to prevent these from the beginning is, is better all around for everybody to include, you know, the the uh, prospective victim to the financial institution to law enforcement having to, you know, really delve in deep because these are not easy easy to prove in the long run yeah some of the most daunting investigations that i remember when i came on 25 years ago was document crimes because prior to the internet and the the pervasiveness of this the digital world is now in everybody's pocket and all of our things and information stuff is online those document crimes investigations the fraud schemes uh, identity theft those were the daunting investigations where we're like okay where do we begin with because this person just all of a sudden woke up one day and and they've been completely ransacked digitally their their whole identity has been taken sometimes they lose their houses sometimes they lose their livelihoods or businesses go under um it's huge and we were just dealing with stacks of paper and evidence and checks and uh, a paper trail hopefully that would lead us to a suspect but now uh with cybercrime in this virtual world people can essentially disappear um hide behind several layers of uh, masks and uh, digital checks and just firewalls and all kinds of things that can stand between us, the investigator, and the suspect. Meanwhile, the victim's, you know, still suffering the same losses, still right. suffering the same impact, but the the work that investigators have ahead of them is pretty huge. Yeah, I mean, it's investigative, uh, those, those original investigations you talked about back in the day with all the paperwork. It's that kind of same model. Um, but yeah, there's a lot more hurdles and a lot, you know, I wouldn't even call them hurdles. There's sometimes walls that these, uh, these detectives and investigators have to get over. And sometimes they're, they're difficult to, you know, they're, they're unable to get over. And, and some of these schemes and these, um, these cyber schemes are so well thought of, if you will, and, and such a, um, intricate plan that they, they know kind of which ways they can get away certain, uh, away from us in certain avenues and um, and yeah, and this is a time where a lot of them come out during this time of year. Yeah. So uh, some of the information that I received in training and some of the meetings that I've had with DHS and um, major city chiefs intel, uh, the 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 common thread with a lot of these cases 
in the victim's particular circumstances that somebody took advantage of their trust. Yeah. Uh, usually they reach out in some type of um, familiar way that makes uh, that earns your uh, confidence in them, and and then it goes bad from there. So when we think of uh, situations like maybe romance scams, maybe somebody uh, has been putting out information that they've you know recently become uh, single or they're back on the market, they're looking, they're dating, or uh, uh, maybe somebody's recently been you know they've lost a partner and now they're available. That kind of a thing. It, the people criminals will look for that hook to sink into your emotions to get you to build that trust and and sometimes when you're vulnerable and you're reaching out you're almost willing to look for that connection that you may have lost in your personal life with this new person who seemingly could be a real person as they describe somewhere out in the world i mean you're thinking that way because they found a way to get their hooks into you right prey on your emotions build that trust, establish that relationship, and then comes the ask. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I'm suffering from my own situation. If you connect, can you help? That type of thing. And that's what, oh, yeah, sure. You know, I'd love to help a fellow human being out. But w- this, you know, a little bit here turns to a little more there, turns to, you know, hey, you might be able to benefit from this as well. Or I found this, you know, uh, this business that you know, or this opportunity investment opportunity right and then all of a sudden you find out that the person never existed your accounts have been wiped clean and you're left with this loss not only you're dealing with the original grief but now this loss that you've been vul- you've been victimized and sometimes they can go into the hundreds thousands and in business cases millions of dollars oh, yeah. where somebody you know missed an opportunity to s- shore up their cybersecurity or they put the trust in the wrong uh, entity and these victims are now faced with not only the loss, but in many cases they're embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, and it's such a you know what a terrible thing to to think of. You know, you've got to go into these circumstances like the one you just explained and kind of really back up a little bit and do I trust and question that when when everything inside of you is saying yeah I do trust this person and and um, you know there these people that do this like I said it's a convoluted extensive plan going in um and it's probably not the first time doing this and it probably wouldn't be their last time doing it um but yeah it's just what a terrible thing to kind of prey on and and um a lot of times even in a business setting or in kind of our setting we always say kind of trust but verify and do your best for that verification um don't just believe every little thing you're hearing from the person you know um that's built their way or worked their way into your world recently um take advantage you know depending on what demographic you're in, take advantage of those that have a little more expertise in that digital world to maybe try to verify a little bit more. Um, do those things that can protect you on the forefront before you get to those elements. I mean, we're not going to sit here and say, don't trust anybody. Don't do that. That's not, that's not the way to you live. Can't live you can't that do way. that. Yeah. Um, but which is what it's a terrible thing to be able to prey on that in a person. Um, which is again, why, why we need to do everything we can to protect, you know, protect ourselves from those, those circumstances. Yeah, and protect your loved ones, protect those closest to you, protect those vulnerable people in your lives, especially, you know, you know, I, I think of my parents and their peers. You know, they've reached that age now where, you know, they have concerns of their own. Maybe they're getting a little bit, you know, distrusting of, of those around them. These systems and processes and are, are new and yeah. they're 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 daunting and they're intimidating and you know, sometimes what you would have fixed in an old fashioned phone call, you've got to go through a couple of different websites to fix. Um, you know, when we reach out to those people who just 
have a hard time with that, we have to just you know reinforce those tips with them. But speaking of tips uh, and the experts that are involved, I went ahead and I looked at the uh, Department of Homeland Security's CISA was was the acronym, but it's the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. And I went online. I went on their website and I was looking for uh, holiday shopping tips for online safety, and they offered three tips. I'll go over them really quickly, and then we'll kind of dive into each one of them. But tip one, check your devices. We're talking your mobile devices, your laptops, your desktops, your phones, and such. Uh, Checking your devices, make sure that they're up to date with security passwords and um, multi-factor authentication and everything. But that's tip one, check your devices. Tip two, only shop through trusted sources. Kind of self-evident at that point. You want to go for the big box, the brand names, and those types of things, but through their sites, through the official sites. So check your devices, only shop through trusted sources, and tip three, use safe methods for purchasing. Okay, that's uh, also kind of self-evident, but uh, we want to make sure that we're doing legitimate business with legitimate businesses. But let's go back to tip one, checking your devices. Sarge, is your device up to date? Probably, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Do we um, Yeah, I mean, it's, and and a lot of us probably fall into what you were just talking about. I mean, there's times... In this office, we have people that are generations well behind us that are so more astute to this type of world. But no one knows your device better than you. You know what I mean? So understand your device. Understand what elements are on that. Understand how to protect it, protect yourself. All these financial institutions that end up, you know, also come to a loss in a lot of these cases. Um, they're doing everything they can to protect you from it, too, because they don't want any part of this. Right. Um, uh, so uh, our, our passwords... If they they say the the longer the better, use past phrases as opposed to past words. Right. Uh, things that the average person wouldn't string together, and, and throw in a number and a capital and a symbol, but but don't leave it on a sticky note on the frame of your computer. Right. If you have a a, a password book, make sure that you know where that is. If not locked up, at least you know concealed. But updating passwords as well. Of and this is hard. I know it's difficult. It's, it gets annoying because every you know, 14 days, you get a reminder to change and update your right. passwords. But, you know, really, it does make a difference. Yeah, it's a huge it's a huge difference. And a lot of these these phones that a lot of people have will make passwords up that are such you'll never remember them, but they're stored in the phone and they're utilized, you know, whether it's through face ID or whatever it is, it's utilized to where you're the only one that can access it. And that password's 40 characters long and it's such a randomized output of, of information and, and, and characters that. You won't remember it, but your phone does. Um, you know, utilize those elements. Utilize those techniques. It's not confusing. Don't make your password one two three four five. You know what I mean? Don't do things like that. You know, that's a way to really protect yourself. And it's it's time-consuming and difficult to do sometimes, but do it because that's that's the first step in protecting yourself in these scenarios. Yeah, thanks. So that's tip, tip one, check your devices. Tip two, only shop through trusted sources. So I scroll through social media when I'm bored, and I get ads and pop-ups that look legit. Yeah. <laughs> Should I be clicking on those and getting the deal of the century on a free iPhone? No, I mean, if a deal of the century is exactly that. You're going to get what you're paying for, and if you're paying nothing, you're probably going to get nothing out of it. So use those trusted sources. We all know them. Um, we know sometimes those deals aren't going to be as good, but you're not going to get caught up in a scenario like this. You know, so, if it's too good to be true, it's probably not true. Yeah, or, I mean, you know, and sometimes they try to use, you know, those ads and pop-ups to legitimately sell you on products. Wouldn't it be a good idea, though, rather than clicking on the ad, 
go to their website for that company, see if that deal is available there, or if they have a customer service number, contact somebody there and say, hey, I'm seeing this ad. Is it legitimate? Yeah, it's an trust extra step verify. on your side. Yep, it's exactly what we were saying earlier, trust and verify. That's the way to verify. Instead of going through that that link or through that, you know, clicking on anything, oh, that's your company? Okay, I'm going to do my, my due diligence, search it, go through your company website, and try to find that same deal that way. Perfect. Okay. That's uh, tip two, only shop through trusted sources. Tip three, use safe methods for purchasing. And uh, what they're saying is just be aware of the information that you're handing over. If somebody contacts you and doesn't have a fair amount of the information that they need already, be wary of that if they're asking you for personal identifying information that would compromise your security, your identity, your finances. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of these companies, everything can be done through that click, you know, there's no reason for them to recontact you and say, hey, we, we need this additional information now or that additional information. That's a huge red flag. Don't trust that in any way, shape, or form. Call that company yourself and say, hey, I, I was told you didn't have this, but I gave it to you in this way. Most companies will not reach out to you in that way. They're going to do everything digitally. A, it helps them monetarily on the back end, and there's a lot of protection through your financial institutions through through them and, and a lot of the stuff that you um, that you're going to purchase, just make sure you're not given more than what's initially asked. You know, trust that trust that element, trust that purchase. Once you've gone through the first two tips, if you're to that third and you're making that purchase, don't don't give out more than what's being asked originally, kind of thing. Perfect. So just to recap, tip one: check your devices. Tip two, only shop through trusted sources. And tip three, use safe methods for purchasing. And for more information, you can go to CISA, it's C-I-S-A dot gov slash shop hyphen safely. CISA.gov slash shop safely. So I want to thank you, Sarge, thank, for joining me you, once boss. again on this. This is very important information uh, for everybody. I want to thank my producer, Pablo, one more time. I'd like to thank you, the listener. Thank Bonneville for the time. And as always... You can help fight crime in your community, potentially earn a cash reward, and remain completely anonymous by sending tips to Silent Witness. Visit silentwitness.org and call 480-WITNESS. Visit us at phoenix.gov police and follow us on all social media platforms. And until next time, remember, we're all in this together. And be safe out there. You've been listening to 50 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.